All right, welcome to this week's episode of Very Merry Christmas Week. You're not allowed to say that. Why? You're not allowed to say Merry Christmas. Whatever. Trump Starbucks ju- doesn't put it on their cups. That means you can't say it. Trump just said we can say Merry Christmas this oh, year. Oh, okay. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> we got a little different episode for you this week because we want you spending time with family as opposed to listening to our wonderful voices. So have a nice day. <laughs> but we've got um, a special interview that I was able to do with JLD. If you haven't heard of him, he is. Cam can't even hold his face <laughs> because he always calls himself JLD. We're not sure what his name is. It's John Lee Dumas. Dumas or Dumas. Dumas. The S is silent. <laughs> or what I wanted to call him. So, but I won't say it. JLD. Poor guy. His company is Entrepreneurs on Fire. He was one of the first kind of podcasts who interviewed entrepreneurs i'd listen i've listened to him for a long time and kind of his story really quick because when the episode it's just kind of a fast and furious rapid fire question session with him and so his story was back in 2012 he was living in california listening to podcasts but he had never heard or there wasn't like a daily podcast back then and so his thing was, well, I'm going to create one. And so he set out back then to do, he wanted to interview an entrepreneur every single day. And since 2012, he has done that. I mean, it's That's just insane. a crazy amount. He's got like over 2,200 interviews that he's done. And what's cool is he does it in in a different way. Like he'll, what he calls batch interviews. And so he'll do like, 10 upwards to 20 interviews in one day. Um, I think he calls it feeding the homeless. <laughs> Helping out the new and non-existent podcasts. Um, it's very charitable. But it's cool because on his website, he'll post, he calls it an income report and he's done it since day one. And it breaks down every dollar he spends, every dollar he earns. And he's all about just like providing content for people. And so, like, he was in the army. Started Eight years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like he was in Iraq, like heavy, heavy infantry. Is that how you say it? Infantry. Infantry. Yeah, I'm really good at English. <laughs> infantry. <laughs> I was like infiltrating infantry mixed together. Um. Anyways, so yeah, the podcast, the episode, it's just kind of a, a quick rapid fire with him. So we hope you listen. It's going to be a quick one, and then after the episode, Cam and I are going to jam just on a couple of topics that he talks about. So I hope you enjoy uh, this episode, this Christmas week episode of Jonathan Lee Dumas. <laughs> Let's do it. John Lee Dumas here. JLD, what's going on? You know, Puerto Rico's sun is shining. The birds are singing. Life is good. Good, man. We got some rainy weather here today, but we're doing Aww. good. That's all good. All right, man. Well, John, welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We are excited to have you. It's kind of going to be a fast and furious. We normally do like an hour long interview with people so we get a chance to hang out a little bit, but your schedule is so packed that we're going to get right to it with you. Let's get down to the Nitty Gritty, brother. Let's do it. So, John, actually, before we start, how many of these interviews have you done today already and are you going to do? You're my ninth and I have seven more. Wow. And it, do you do this every week? Is this your schedule every week? 
one day per month. One day per month. Got it. So John, your backstory, you were in the army for eight years. I'm curious, what lessons did you bring from the army into what you're doing now? The biggest one would be perspective because when you're leading a platoon of four tanks, 16 men during a war environment in Iraq, things happen. You know, you get shot at, people get hurt, you know, people don't make it. And you kind of recognize the fact that, man, life is precious. Life is short and it can be fleeting. And there's a lot of luck that comes in with life as well. And so that's the biggest thing I took away from that was perspective because there's been a lot of downtimes post-military, you know, times I've struggled, things I've failed with. It happens all the time. But then I can just kind of close my eyes and go back and be like, you know what? I'm not getting shot at today. Like that's a good thing. And perspective's huge. And I think if more people employed the proper perspective to their situations, that they'd overall be happier with their day to day. For sure. How long did it take you to kind of appreciate that perspective? I mean, when you were in it, it might've been difficult to do. So when did, when were you able to get there? I'd say it was probably about two years after leaving the military when I just kind of woke up one day and was like, man, what, uh, what's so bad about today or what's so bad about that thing failing or this mistake happening or this not happening. And I was kind of just able to, to have that mindset shift and never let it go. Have you been able to help a lot of veterans from wars kind of overcome some of that stuff? Because it's a really common problem in the mental health side of things. It's an unbelievable problem. 22 veterans are committing suicide every single day as a result of PTSD. And I actually just had an amazing guest on my show. His name's Taylor Grieger. And we talked all about that and gave like all the resources and guidance on where veterans who are feeling that way, um, you know, where they should go, who they should call, the steps they should take. So it's just very important because it's, it's just mind blowing to think 22 veterans today committed suicide. And when you extrapolate that out, every single one of those veterans suicide um, affects an average of 135 people friends, family, loved ones. So now you're multiplying like 22 times 135 a day. And that's just a massive amount of people who are being severely affected by that. Yeah. I think that's part of what's so great about what you do is your reach and the impact you have on people. And we'll link to kind of your story. We don't want to get into all the stories of how you got started, but I do want to ask when you started thinking of podcasts, they weren't what they are today. They weren't as popular. And so what made you think that this is a path I can go down, but not only that I want to, but that I can actually turn a business into this? Because I just understood the medium as a consumer. Like I was a listener of podcasts for a couple of years prior to ever deciding to launch my own podcast. And I just understood the medium. I got it. Like I just saw it's amazing opportunity and value that it brought you know it being free on demand targeted content you know you no longer had to just put up with listening to miley cyrus every third song or whatever <laughs> the talk radio people wanted to be yabbering about you know i was in san diego i don't want to hear about the padres i could care less about the san diego padres but i'm having to hear about you know their latest and greatest highlights every single day and it was just like 
mind numbing, but then podcasting was this, this breath of fresh air for all of those reasons. And I was just like, this is going to be huge. I mean, this is going to be a way that people can choose what they listen to when they listen to it. And it's free. And all of that combination just makes for an amazing opportunity. And so back in 2012, when I saw that there wasn't a daily podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs, I said, that's a void. That's a niche that needs to be filled. I'm going to be the person that does that. Why did you think it needed to be daily? Just because you were driving every day? I mean, how did that come to you to do it every day? Multiple reasons. Number one, because I wanted a daily podcast to listen to and I went to find it and I couldn't find it. So I knew that there's other people like me that were driving to work every single day, driving home at, a, at the gym, walking their dog, folding their laundry, washing dishes, all of these moments in time when you could really be improving those experiences with really enjoyable audio content. And so I said, man, I don't, I can't wait around, you know, for six days for the next episode to come live with an entrepreneur being interviewed. I want it every single day. And then number two, I knew that I was going to be a very poor podcast host at the beginning of my podcasting journey. How do you get better at anything in life? You put in the reps, you do the work. What basketball player ever became an NBA basketball player by practicing once a week? Yet podcasters think they can just have a weekly show and somehow get good over time. It's never going to happen. I had to put in the reps. I had to absolutely put my nose to the grindstone and just do the work and get a little bit better every single day. And now as we're talking, um, 2,231 episodes in, I'm 2200. seven years into the podcast, 2,231. Wow. Um, I've been interviewed on probably close to a thousand other podcasts. Um, you know, I've done countless live webinars, talks from stage, and it's just all been about putting in the reps. Like every single time I've done any of those things, I've gotten a little bit better at that thing called communication. So how long were you just putting in the reps, you know, your practice, if you will, using the sports analogy before you either started making money at podcasting or it really started to turn into something? How long were you just doing it just for sheer will and determination that you weren't going to quit? About 180 days. That you just, that, so for those days you weren't making any money and then you started making the money after that, or that's just kind of in your mind, that was your, your benchmark. That was my benchmark. I knew that if I could put in the reps for that long, for that consistent, come up with the systems, the tools, the automations to really be able to, get to that point, half a year, six months, 180 episodes, I knew that I'd have something. Okay. It wasn't a popular idea, I'm sure. So what advice did you ignore that has made the biggest impact on your business? John, don't do a daily podcast. You're going to get burned out. Nobody's going to want to listen to a show every single day. You're going to run out of potential guests all of those reasons don't do a daily podcast. And the thing that I want to share with the listeners here today is that's exactly why you should do something. When the top people in your field, in your industry, in your vertical, in your niche are telling you not to do something and you, because, it, because it can't be done and you figure out a way to do it, that's where the opportunity is. So I just knew that if I could figure out how to do it, 
then it would be like discovering, you know, how to turn lead into gold, you know, it's that old alchemy thing. And I figured out how to create the systems, how to have the team in place, what batching meant, like what I'm doing right now with you, you know, interviews on other shows in one day. A lot of people that are really successful entrepreneurs that are like at my level, they don't do any episodes on other shows because they just say, it's such a waste of time. I'm going to have to get on with Andrew and it's going to be an hour and, you know, and it's going to be a great conversation, but it's going to take up a huge chunk of my day. And there's like five minutes prep before and five minutes after. And it's just like, and then it's just, and then that's just one, one, one uh, appearance on another show. And so like, although it would be a great episode and it is a great episode, if they do it, they decide not to because they just now are telling themselves that, hey, I just don't have the time to do things like that. Where I changed the thing and said, well, listen, I don't have the time to do things like that, but I do have the time one day per month to commit to doing 20 episodes on other shows under certain parameters, under my parameters. 15 minutes, we get right to the meat, right to the potatoes, we deliver value, and then I'm on to the next one. And then in that course of time, I'm delivering a lot of different content and a lot of different value on a lot of different shows able to make it happen. So kind of back to the crux of this juxtaposition, which is, you know, how did I make this happen? And like, what was the biggest piece of feedback that was trying to hold me back? It was, it can't be done. And that honestly is a great piece of uh, motivating fuel for anybody that's starting their own thing. Your locker board material, right? Your locker room material. Um, do you have a favorite failure, whether it was like an episode where you were just like, oh, I was really bad there? Or have you tried other businesses that others would look at as a failure that you've been able to use, kind of whether the principles or learn something from it that have put you where you are now? I think my favorite failure so far has been the course that I launched um, right before Podcasters Paradise. So I was just under the, this impression that. What people really wanted to do, this is back in 2012, 2013, what people really wanted was to just record an episode, not edit it, and then just send it to me. And then I would edit it, I'd add an intro, I'd add an outro, I'd upload it to the, to, to the media host, I'd schedule it to be launched and for it to go live. And I knew it was gonna be a lot of work, but I'm like, I just know a lot of people are gonna want this, I can build this great team that will do all of that for these people and get the podcast out there. And, you know, honestly, I launched it and I thought I was going to get like 30 or 40 people like immediately to sign up for this um, process, for this offer. And I had a team in place. I was training them, all these different things. And then three people signed up, two people quit like or, or asked for a refund within the first couple of days. And the one person that remained was just that nightmare client that was like, oh, you forgot to take the um out in minute 27 and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I almost made a drastic mistake where if I had actually succeeded in this launch, I'd be running a business that I actually hated. And so, you know, I just refunded the money to that other individual and said, I'm sorry, but this is just not going to work. And I went back to the drawing board and I completely reconfigured what it was that I wanted to launch, which turned into Podcasters Paradise, which, you know, has over 4,500 members, $6 million in revenue since we launched in 2013. It's a massive success, but it really came out of learnings and knowledge from that massive failure. Um, 
we only have a couple of minutes left. So I want to, I want to leave with a couple of the things, action items that the listeners can do take away from. So what is your favorite podcast you listen to that isn't entrepreneurs on fire? Well, I don't listen to entrepreneurs on fire. So that's, <laughs> it would have to be business wars, business wars. Okay. Who does that one? And is it a daily wondery? And it's about twice a week. Okay. What is the book that you've given most recently as a gift? The Rain Barrel Effect by Dr. Stephen Cabral. It's the best book if you want to live to 150 like me. The Rain Barrel. Is it all about like health and wellness? Yes. Okay. And then very last thing, John, I know you like the book, The One Thing from Gary Keller. So what would you say walking away is the one thing that everyone needs to focus on that will make them successful in life? The one thing is don't focus on being a success. Focus on being a person of value. It's an Albert Einstein quote. It slapped me in the face seven years ago. It changed the entire trajectory of my life. And if you can just focus on being a person of, success, uh, a person of value instead of trying to find your success, it will change everything for you as well. I love it. My favorite book is The Go-Giver, and that's the first law is you – never you always provide more value than compensation you take in return so, He's a yeah. Good dude. yeah love it so all right jld i appreciate your time today coming on all the way from puerto rico so thank you take care thank you, man take care bye all good, right good job on that interview by the way oh thanks i did like it and it was over the phone which probably was a little harder well and it was kind of cutting out a little bit right he's in puerto rico right i don't know if, i don't know if we talked about that he actually moved to puerto rico because they have like this crazy tax call it a loophole oh yeah so oh, he must be white yeah i was kidding <laughs> but i think it's it's something crazy where i'm gonna get in trouble on this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> we're talking about trump and white people anyway. yeah um if you if you live in puerto rico for like more than six months of the year you just have to and you're a business owner like you can claim like a really small salary and you pay like a normal tax on that, but then the rest of your income is like a flat 5% tax or something like that. We should be flat taxed. And so like the dude, like, I mean, anyways, before we jump into that, I'm curious. I just lost my mic. Am I good? I turned it off and turned it back on. Cam, um, what was your favorite part of it? Like, was there something specific that kind of stood out to you? Um, there are a few things. I think, I think the part that I liked the best was the advice of whatever your industry you're in, if if there's something that you want to do and people in that industry are saying, don't do it or it can't be done, that's something that you should focus on. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know a lot of different stories of people doing just that. Um, I mean, so most, yeah, that most was of our guests, right? I mean, they yeah. have something very similar to that. It, it's true. I mean, I would say like Steve Jobs is probably the ultimate guy that you think of as far as you know, knowing or creating a need for something that didn't even exist. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there are a few things that's, I think that's pretty interesting advice. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It reminds me, I was talking to Anna this week of kids are the worst. House is the worst. Anna is the worst. Everything is the worst. Right. And she was like, if I ever get in that moment of like, oh, there's too many of something. She's like, all I do is I just go to the store. 
she's like every time i go to the store there's like a new something she's like that's true how many new gums i think this is the example she told me like how many new gums exist that's a really interesting analogy you know? and that was totally true she was talking to me about that this week there's and it kind of goes for all of it yeah there's always and there's always something new coming out so why can't it be you well and if you just can capture one percent of the u.s population you're talking to millions of people yeah. so it doesn't take a lot right right yeah i really liked it it was fun to talk to him a little bit selfishly from like the podcast side because i did this interview i mean it was within the first couple of weeks of us right. starting nitty-gritty and we just kind of held on to it because there wasn't a really good time to release it right but i thought it was cool because his, his main thing was like he wanted podcasting is like it's free it's on demand and it's targeted right you know it's like it doesn't cost you any money to listen to it you can listen to it whenever you want to and you can find something very narrow and specific to it is true what you're going you for. can type in larping and there's probably hundreds of podcasts about LARPing. And they probably love it. Yeah. <laughs> and talk like this. Evermore. I am a grand wizard. <laughs> I just picked up a new skill with lightning bolts this week. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> LARPers love us. But something else that was I liked is when he talks about like perspective. He's like, yeah, that was cool. He's like, you're not getting shot at today. And at first, you even made fun of me because I kind of laughed at it. Yeah, like, you kind of giggled, uh, and I was like, um, he's. And then you stopped. And he's like, no, really, like <laughs> I did. I didn't get shot today. I was like, oh no, that's real. It is real, and I mean, it is. A, it's great advice because I mean, you've mentioned the perspective thing a lot in the podcast, and I think it's always a really good reminder because it can always be worse. You know, no matter what you're going through, it can always be worse. Yeah, and you can. You know, Kim talks, Kim, there's a few people, Kim, um, who else talked about a gratitude journal? Um, there's been quite a few people yeah, talked about I, I it. I think that's pretty good advice too, where no matter how bad things are like Kim right now, she's going through some tough stuff, but she can still find things that she's yeah. grateful for. And that's perspective. Yeah. Well, and that's really all experience is. It's just perspective of you know you've gone through different things right but yeah my favorite thing my absolute favorite thing my takeaway from the interview with him but just his story is with most of our guests if there's something you want to do do it what you just talked about at the beginning and who knows what it can turn into right right i mean all of our guests oh there's so many of them that fit in that well i mean most category. of their beginnings were so small susan peterson selling glow sticks yes. at stadium of fire yes i was at her office yesterday yeah She's like the godfather. She's just, she's just, she's the queen bee, man. And she's helped so many people. So it's kind of crazy to think about the beginnings. Yeah. And so, I mean, anyone who's thinking of anything, any idea, anything you want to do, just do it. Yeah. And who cares? I mean, you might not be the next Susan, but you might. You very well could be. You know? I mean, it, it's like Raising Wild. They just wanted to cover their you know, particulars. <laughs> And cover their just, assets yeah and just you know have a suit that fit right and worked with being a mom and it just started out like you know what we could make our own and yeah. now they're where they are and so i mean barbecue it was me cooking in the driveway to make some extra money on the weekends and i mean look where it's gone so it's this it's if you love something you do it do it for fun and do it to the best of your ability and my gosh it, it it could so easily turn into your job yeah 
And if it doesn't, who cares? You love doing it anyway, you right? Like love. Yep. you don't have to have a multi-billion dollar company to be successful. Nope. If you're doing something that just brings you happiness, that's success. It is. If it brings you a little extra money or if you can form a business around it, like everyone's, it's super cliche, but everyone's definition of success is different and personal, you know? So I don't even, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little cliche, but it's, it's not, that's, if you're happy, like I'm happy with some free time yeah. and I value know, people, that way more than extra money or a bigger business. Right. And that's, you know, people ask, why don't you want to open more restaurants? I'm like, well, cause I want to go to the movies when I want to go to the movies. hundred percent. And so it's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things besides money that creates value. So, so yeah. But even if I was just, even if I was still st- selling alarms, like the fact that I got to the point where I could sell a thousand bucks worth of barbecue on a Saturday every month was really cool. Yeah. And I really miss that side of things, yeah. but, and I'm glad it turned into what it turned into, but that was a really rewarding and fun little side hustle. Mm-hmm. And that was some good money. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to turn into your full-time gig, but you can certainly have fun doing something on the side and make a few extra bucks. Yep. Well, we're going to wrap it up so you can get back to your family here on Christmas week. Unless you want us to talk longer cause you're at the in-laws and then we can keep on going forever. Yeah. You can just stop it, but just tell them you're still listening <laughs> and just keep your AirPods in so you don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah, DM us. We'll call you. <laughs> you can just Venmo us for our time and we'll make it sound like an emergency. Yeah. So I'm ready. Go but ahead. I hope you had fun. We've got some really fun episodes coming your way. We do. Some really good ones. So enjoy it. Have a Merry Christmas. We got some girls on the podcast finally. Finally. <laughs> We don't do that. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.